episode 57 of near death dolls i'm lisa and i'm Paige, and we're your hosties with the mosties while talking about ghosties and other rootin' tootin' highfalutin' shit Ooh, sounds <laughs> like fun pilgrim it's gonna be a good time <laughs> lisa's gonna be telling us about an outlaw that did more in death than when he was alive and his name was elmer mccurdy this is dare i say a more fun episode but instead of starting with our usual what you drinking i'm gonna tell you guys something that happened to me that was kind of scary like scary like a movie like ooh, ghosties no a lot more serious and a lot scarier and if this has ever happened to you let us know because i'm still kind of confused about what happened (laughs) i know i'm setting this up kind of weird huh yeah i'm like what the fuck happened Okay, so a couple weeks ago, Kyle and I were um, visiting some family out of the city. Uh, we went up to Dallas, and it was the evening time. It was around 8.39, and we were heading back to our hotel, but first we stopped at a CVS. Uh, we go in. I'm shopping for some stuff that I need. Uh, Kyle's shopping for some stuff he needs. And I'm, shame on me. I wasn't really paying attention to my surroundings that well. I was just kind of like, I, ne- I know what I need. I'm tired. I just want to get in and get out. So we head up to the register, and as we start putting our stuff up at the register, number one, the cashier was, like, creepy. I couldn't see his face, but he kind of talked like a serial killer, like, hello, good evening. Did you find everything that you need? And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're good. But he was very creepy. That's not even the thing, but it just added to the weirdness of being at a CVS at 9 o'clock at night. I look over, and there's someone standing of maybe 10 feet away, this guy wearing a fanny pack staring at us not that if you wear a fanny pack you're weird but this guy was like staring at us creepily wearing a fanny pack i wear fanny packs i try not to stare creepy though that's fine (laughs) that's fine it was only the combo of the two that made it weird and uh so i kind of look over at the guy he's staring at us and i'm like okay whatever and then he leaves so we get our stuff we check out we walk out the front door of the cvs and our car isn't like parked alongside the the building is just on the parking lot to get to your car. It was still pretty close. So anyway, so we walk over there. We open our trunk. and we're about to put our stuff in. And this truck comes from around the corner in front of the, the doors to CVS right across from where we are. And this guy leans out of the back, like a back window of a pickup truck. And he yells to Kyle, hey, buddy, you dropped something just inside the door. And my alarms are going off in my head because I'm like, number one, I know we didn't drop anything. Like, I'm very aware of that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm like, I know Kyle didn't drop anything. And I, I kind of froze. I didn't know what to do. And luckily, Kyle was like, thanks, man. And the truck kind of just sat there. The guy just kind of hung out of the truck for a second. And then they start, slowly started to pull away as Kyle and I get into the car. So we got in the car. We didn't like look back at the door or anything because the truck was blocking it originally. But yeah, so I I don't know what happened. The truck ended up, we watched them pull onto the, the feeder road of the freeway and get on. And we're in the car and Kyle's like, I know we didn't drop anything. And I said, that's not even the scary part. How would they know we dropped something? We just walked out of there. They weren't like behind us. They weren't parked in front of the door where they could see anything. They pulled up afterwards, right? They pulled right? up from around the corner after because I saw them pull up in a truck. And I thought maybe they were waiting for either Kyle or me to start 
walking back to the door, leaving one of us either to be robbed with our trunk open, not that there was anything in there, or kidnap one of us. I mean, Kyle's pretty cute. They might have taken him. I would. I don't know. I'd take you. (laughs) See, that's what I was afraid of. But luckily, both Kyle and I knew not to, like, go head back. So I, I don't understand. Like, and Kyle was, like, disturbed all night. He was like, what... What, what were they playing at? Like, what were they trying to do? Were they trying to get us to separate or to leave the car unattended? Like, what was going on? I'm like, I don't know. It was so bizarre. That is very strange. And 9 p.m., I mean, it's late, but it's not like midnight. It's not like you know? 2 a.m. at Walmart. It, yeah. But I mean, yeah. It was like 8.39 ish. And I, and, and the other weird thing is, I'm thinking maybe the weird guy with the fanny pack was the driver of the truck. But I couldn't see. Oh. It was night. I couldn't see. All I saw was this guy hanging. He didn't just kind of lean out the window. He had his whole upper body hanging out, like shoulders and arms, like hanging out. And he was a big, oh. he was kind of a big, uh, kind of good old boy, Southern dude. And oh. I was just linebacker. Yeah. He, he was a thick dude. And I'm like, why is he hanging all the way out of his truck? And, and the good thing is he didn't, they didn't pull up so close that they could actually like snatch me. But it was just, I don't know, it was weird and bizarre. If that's ever happened to you, let me know, and hopefully you're okay. But still, like, that was weird. That would freak me out. And I'm really glad both of you got the vibes Mm -hmm. and that you didn't have to, like, nab Kyle and pull him back and be like... Like, don't go. Yeah, no, Kyle's very smart in that way. If anybody were to be stupid, it would probably have been me. But luckily, (laughs) my red... My alarms were going off. My red flags were going off. And I was like, I know we didn't drop anything. And how could they have seen anything anyway? They just pulled, like, we just walked out. It's not like we were sitting at our car for a few minutes. We'd just gotten across the, the parking lot. Yeah. And you saw them pull up. You knew that they hadn't been there. Like, oh, hey, buddy, you did drop something. And you're like, oh, maybe I did. Mm-mm, you know, mm-mm. you know that they weren't there watching. Exactly. That's scary. It was very, very scary. And like... Luckily, we saw them leave and get on the freeway, the actual, like, on-ramp. So I know they weren't following us back to our hotel or anything, but... Thank God. Still, it was very scary. So let us know if that's ever happened to you. Yes, and also I hope that it... Don't fall for it, anybody listening. (laughs) See, I tried Googling some, like, a scam like that, and the only thing I could find... I didn't find anything about that. The only thing I did find was um someone coming up to you holding a wallet saying hey did you drop this wallet or or not even holding a wallet they could say hey did you drop your wallet and maybe maybe for a girl a guy i mean wherever you keep your wallet you're gonna touch to make sure you have it so if a guy were to say like hey you dropped your wallet and a, a man had it in his back pocket he might kind of pat his butt to feel his wallet it's like oh no it wasn't me and then later this person might follow you and jump you and know exactly where you keep your wallet. Or if a girl has her purse, like where, what pocket she reaches for to look for her wallet or something like that. That's the only thing I found, but they didn't ask that. They said, hey, buddy, and they directed it to Kyle, not, hey, you guys, y'all drop something. It was directed yeah, to Kyle. So they were trying to get him, maybe, trying mm-hmm. to get him to walk over there for whatever reason, either to isolate you or... Mm-hmm. And you had said in the beginning of this story something like, shame on me for not paying attention to my surroundings. You were aware of your surroundings. You knew you hadn't dropped something. You knew that guy hadn't been there watching uh-huh. and not to go walking over there. Mm-hmm. So you, I don't know, you were pretty aware, I'd say. <laughs> I, I think once the alarm came up, that made it, but... I mean, yeah, I did see the guy with the, the fanny pack. That was the only thing that kind of caught me off guard. But really, I should have been paying more attention because I think Kyle said he saw that guy in CVS. But obviously, he would have had to leave before us to be in the truck because there was no mm-hmm. way he came out after us because we were 
number one, the only people in line. And, and it was quick. And it you was guys quick. just barely got we had to your just car. gotten across to our car. And it wasn't far. It was maybe, I don't know. I don't know distance, but it was close. So yeah. I don't know, guys. Mm. Be careful. Pay attention to your surroundings, both guys and girls. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Day, it doesn't matter day or night. If something mm-hmm. feels weird, it's probably weird. Yeah, definitely weird. But let's let's not talk about that anymore. Let's talk about <laughs> something fun. Death. Yay! Yay, death! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, we're, we are called the Near Death Dolls Podcast. We so really that makes are. Sense. That makes sense. It does. So let me take you back to the past, to the mid to late 1800s in the USA. It was a time of the old West, the outlaws, the gunslingers, the panning for gold in them, their hills. The John Waynes That's walking right. around. Mm-hmm. Pilgrim. The Duke. Pilgrim. So there was, there was Billy the Kid... Wild Bill Hickok, Jesse James, and then there was Elmer McCurdy. Elmer McCurdy. I don't know him. Oh, we're going to get to know him. He's a character, all right. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Elmer. Elmer. Is he Elmer Fudd? (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Almost. Oh, okay. That's why it's fun. Yeah, he's he's a hoot and a half, I tell you what. (laughs) I'm going to be using a lot of Southern isms. Uh, not that necessarily the old west was southern, but uh, that's just what comes to mind. I like it. Thank I you. like it like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're hot as a pot. Hot as a pot. That's right. It's a pageism. There you go. Yeah, I think I made that one up. I guess. <laughs> so Elmer McCurdy was born in 1880 in Washington, Maine. I got a little confusing when I was researching, but Washington, <laughs> Maine. He was born to Sadie McCurdy, an unmarried woman, and therefore Elmer was considered illegitimate. <sighs> yep. To avoid the shame of the time her older brother george and his wife adopted quote-unquote elmer to pass as their own which seems to happen quite a bit back in that time like to cover the shame <laughs> right like oh oh we'll say it's your sister's or something we'll say it's mine yeah. and it's the mom mm-hmm. or whatever exactly yeah. so elmer had no idea sadie was his mother until the truth was revealed when he was i think in his mid to late teens Ah, uh, that's got to be hard it is yeah it's a very <laughs> weird realization he'd always thought of his aunt as his mother and his mother as his aunt a little confusing i'm sure that's kind of fuck you up like what a little bit. wait and your whole world flips upside down especially as a teenager when you're what is it, your medulla oblongata oblongata isn't fully formed yet or whatever it's called your i don't know your brain <laughs> something should. in your brain yeah your brain ain't developed <laughs> all the way so this did upset Elmer. he uh he actually turned to heavy drinking and became kind of a troublemaker and kind of uncontrollable it, he was already he was in the old western times but he was in maine he was in maine so it's a little bit more urban up there right like the urban development not so much i don't think so much maine i think if you were anywhere mm. lower it might have been more developed but i don't believe maine was truly like urbanized like you might think of new york city or boston or those areas so george Technically, Elmer's uncle, uh, who he grew up believing was his dad, passed away from tuberculosis. So that was another heavy blow to him. Uh, Elmer's biological mother and his adoptive mother took him to live with their grandfather. His grandfather, I think, was George and Sadie's father, I believe. So they said, you don't have a dad anymore. You need a dad. You need a father. I think that's what they needed. Plus, I think the ladies, even though they worked, they they needed kind of the extra support. And it also helps when you have an uncontrollable teen. Sometimes they'll respect a another man especially a a boy respecting a man in that time not always necessarily true but just the the thought at the time sure and it doesn't hurt yeah hurt to try yeah not at all 
he, Elmer, actually started apprenticing with his grandfather, who was a plumber, and he learned the pipes instead of the ropes. Haha. Oh. <laughs> and he was around 20 years old. His biological mother passed away, and shortly thereafter, his grandfather passed too. And Elmer was like, all right, I'm done. I really don't have many more ties to this place. I'm gone. I'm leaving. So he didn't want to stay in Maine. Is it all tuberculosis? I th- Did the consumption get him? I don't think so. I don't think it's everybody, but it unfortunately happened to everybody. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> in his story, it seems like. So uh, he sort of wandered the East Coast looking for work as a plumber and a coal miner, but he couldn't hold down a job due to his being drunk constantly. Oh, that's fun. That holds a lot of people back. So he started making his way west, uh, working here and there as long as he could before he moved on to find something new. Okay, so he's moving out west. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He made it to Kansas and worked there for a while also, but he was arrested a time or two for public intoxication. Having a good time, unfortunately. In public. (laughs) You're not supposed to be drunk in public. 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 Uh, So in 1907, Elmer joined the army and learned how to operate machine guns and use nitroglycerin for making things go boom and explode. Ooh, let's give that to an alcoholic. That sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) It was mainly for demolition purposes, from what I read. Uh, Three years later, Elmer was actually honorably discharged but i couldn't find out why nitroglycerin (laughs) (laughs) so with nothing else to do elmer decided to turn to a life of dishonorable crime you can show up late to that job (laughs) i mean not if you want to be profitable when you work for yourself you got to be on time that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) four hour work week lisa i'm fine with that (laughs) rich dad poor dad (laughs) who moved my cheese yeah yeah (laughs) i haven't read that one (laughs) okay so Elmer and a few other gruff buddies of his thought they could make a lucrative career out of robbing trains and banks. Sounds like fun. But these fellers were so dumb, they couldn't even pour piss out of a boot with the instructions written on the heel. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ah, The Southernisms are strong in this one. (laughs) I did literally look up Southernisms for being stupid, and I really thought that painted a beautiful picture of someone trying to pour piss piss out of a boot when the instructions are written with instructions yeah you got it i'm glad you got it too because i was like i don't know if everyone else will but there you go oh i'm dying over here (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness gracious all right so elmer tried using his skills as a nitroglycerin expert minus the expert part to blow up (laughs) safes oh okay okay hopefully not destroying whatever's inside Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> so one time on that note, he and a gang, he and his gang managed to overtake a train and tried blowing up the safe, but Elmer, with his lack of smarts, didn't quite measure it out correctly. Uh, instead, the contents of the safe were destroyed. You called it, Paige. Oh, and shit. <laughs> and most of the coins ended up melted to the remnants of the safe. <laughs> so, Oh, my God. That's bad. bad. That's a bad criminal. Pretty bad. (laughs) And it seemed like this happened a lot when it came to Elmer attempting to rob different places. Like, he'd step in and be like, this looks like a job for Elmer and his explosives. And uh, he'd bungle the whole thing. He really is Elmer fun. He kind of (laughs) is. All he has to do is have a rabbit as an enemy and we're set. Yeah. Or or he's like Elmer fun, but... He orders stuff from Acme, like um, the Wiley Coyote. Yeah, where do you think he gets his nitroglycerin and those safes all say Acme on them? <laughs> so one robbery attempt was supposed to be um, of a safe with around $400,000 on board a train. 
So that's a lot of money. A lot of money. <laughs> they hijacked the train successfully, only to find out that it was the wrong train. <laughs> oh no, what's this? Is this just a passenger train? They like don't have any money or anything. They managed to steal $40 um, from passengers, <laughs> some whiskey, a coat, and a watch from the train conductor, which I'm like, train conductors need their watches. They got to be on time. Yeah. So that was a real F you to the train conductor. <laughs> I got 40 bucks. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure 40 bucks in today's money, like from back then, today's money probably is a bit more than it sounds, but still. It might be like $100, but come on. Come on. I know. They probably spent that much money just to plan this fucking thing. Right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So... After this latest robbery, the sheriff in town put out a reward for the capture of Elmer, but Elmer were laying low. Go for him. He's trying to pour piss out of a boot. <laughs> he needs to read the instructions a little more carefully. Uh, after getting word of where he might be hiding out, the sheriff gathered a posse and went down to go get Elmer dead or alive. A uh, posse? No, sorry. <laughs> not a pussy. A posse. A posse. Okay. Did I not enunciate a posse? Oh, no. You said it just fine. I was just... Wishful I thinking. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they tracked Elmer to a barn where he'd been drinking and they surrounded him. And the next morning, which was October 7th, 1911, there was a shootout. Ah, shit. Mm-hmm. And Elmer got some lead to the chest and died. Oh, all of this for 40 bucks. Damn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn. So uh, here's where the story starts getting a little more fun. Wait. Okay, okay. I, in the intro, it did say after his death, so oh, yeah. I should have expected this. But I'm like, he's already dead. What What else could happen? <laughs> like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. You're going to feel so nasty, but it feels good. I see the juiciness on your face. You're like, there's juice coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. So, like I said, that was just the start of Elmer's infamy. Elmer's body was taken to Johnson Funeral Home in, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, I'm sorry, Oklahoma, but it's uh, Pawhuska, I believe. Okay, okay. Where the undertaker, whose name was Joseph Johnson, uh, handled the embalming. And back in those days, it was common practice to use arsenic-based embalming fluid to preserve a body, especially if there wasn't someone coming to claim the body right away. Arsenic in the... I mean, what's it going to do to you? You're dead. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You might as well just throw them out back. I don't know. Right? (laughs) Uh, and Elmer really didn't have any next of kin, not that anyone could find. Um, mm. Yeah, his all his family died, that's true. Pretty much. And the undertaker, Johnson, wasn't going to allow Elmer to be buried until he had been paid for his services. And I'm like, oh, who, who the fuck's going to pay you? Like, there's nobody. Nobody. You're going to sell the body to science? I don't know what you want to do. That would have been a smart idea, too. Maybe. But l- let me keep going. I'll tell you why maybe it was more smarter (laughs) more smarter uh to do what he did so uh, as time passed and no one came to claim elmer's body undertaker johnson had this idea elmer was going to pay for his own services how (laughs) send him to work he'll be on time this time (laughs) Uh, so johnson dressed elmer's body stood him upright in a coffin and put him on display at his funeral home charging the public five cents to see him come see this random dead guy <laughs> yes okay i mean i might i might go <laughs> <laughs> looky lose would put their coins in elmer's mouth as payment to have a gander and at the end of the day johnson would retrieve the deposited coins from elmer's insides oh that sounds awful no thank you on on the part i would probably want to put my coin in his mouth but i don't want to retrieve them. nope nope <laughs> oh goodness and i believe johnson made up a few names for him like the 
I wish I'd written it down, but something like the outlaw who wouldn't give up or they came up with several like Mm -hmm. names for him and people would come and take a look and put the coin in his mouth and it's terrible so they kind of knew his story right it wasn't just some random guy okay no 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 they they knew a little bit of his story but not everything i don't think okay they they knew that he was a failed train robber basically yes they did that's all there is Mm -hmm. to know i'm sure right (laughs) so for five years elmer's body was on display at johnson's funeral home and because of that good old arsenic embalming he was more or less mummified preserved okay okay so that's that's the way to go if you really want to be preserved after death arsenic i was gonna make a joke but like start drinking it now don't do that don't do not do that i am not a doctor (laughs) (laughs) or anybody smart do not listen to me do not drink that just kidding it's a joke (laughs) disclaimer we do not give medical advice on the show (laughs) we do not don't do it anyway finally well let's backtrack two seconds because we're you're talking about selling the body to science think about five mm-hmm. years worth of five cents in this guy's mouth how much money had accumulated well, i mean he was being emptied every day i'm sure or every couple days but think of yeah. the money you got that from that versus just selling the body for like a one-time payment he had money coming oh, in shit. this was passive income guys oh my god I also... it's fucking, he's passive income <laughs> he's invested in his future <laughs> I also don't give financial advice. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It worked for this guy. He made some money off of this body. (laughs) Pretty much. So, like I said, five years on display. And finally, one day, two men show up claiming that they're the brothers of Elmer McCurdy. And they were going to take his body and give him a proper and respectful burial. I don't think he had brothers. They were not his brothers. Ah, okay. Mm -mm, mm -mm. They were actually James and Charles Patterson of the Great Patterson Carnival. What? Oh, a carnival. They were like, hey, we're going <laughs> to swindle this body for our own. Elmer was going to be their star. Shit. Okay. <laughs> what, the arsenic mummy? <laughs> they touted Elmer as the outlaw who would never be captured alive. He won't. No, he will not be captured alive at this point. Mm, That's not true. anymore. <laughs> and this allowed uh, an even greater audience to get up close and personal with a dead body. Not too personal, I hope. Ugh, don't touch. Don't touch. <laughs> Sounds really gross. My mind did go there. <laughs> That's a different episode. I'm sure we've, we've had episodes like that or will in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Mm. Yeah, nasty. So uh, in 1922, the carnival operations were sold to uh, Louis Sonny, who then took possession of Elmer's body and took it around with him as an exhibit for a, uh, he called it his Museum of Crime attraction. I'd go. I would too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crime con, get on it. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> In the merch hall. Right. Just have it in the corner. <laughs> so about 11 years later, a director named Dwayne Esper used Elmer's body when promoting his movie called Narcotic. It's a movie? Yes. Damn. So he kind of like borrowed it, I believe, from uh, Lewis Sonny, who had the crime museum attraction. Uh, so he used it for a movie as kind of a prop. He actually laid Elmer's body in the lobby of theaters as this was like airing. And he said it was a dead dope fiend, and he looked leathery and shriveled due to his excessive drug use. Inaccurate, but okay. Right. Right. I mean, (laughs) you know. If they had said alcohol, it's like, well, yeah, he was an alcoholic. But they didn't know that because nobody cared anymore who it actually was. Not really, no. Uh, And just so you know, the movie, what this movie was about, um, here's the IMDb's synopsis, because I thought it was interesting that he's being used for this movie. So... Narcotic follows the downward spiral of an 
idealistic medical student whose fall from grace leads him to opium dens, a carnival freak show, swanky drug parties, dingy brothels, and finally, the barrel of his own revolver. Oh, shit. So that's what the movie's about, and they use poor Elmer's body to be like, that's a dope fiend over there. That's what it really looks like. What year did this movie come out? I think... Yeah. 1933 1934 ish okay and when did he die he died in 1911 so it's been like 20 something years i think at this point and his body's still there his body is still there (laughs) (laughs) still around still around (laughs) yes and being used so elmer also made a brief appearance in in an actual movie called she freak that came out in 1967 unfortunately he does not have top billing oh She Freak. I need to see this. I don't know what it's about, but that's a cool title. It, I watched the trailer. The trailer was god-awful, and I can only imagine the movie is that bad, too. It looked awful. I'm getting more and more excited. <laughs> Wait, awful is in, like, a bad movie? A or bad movie. Freaky. No, no, no. Not oh, even okay. entertaining. Okay. Like, bad. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Damn. So, Elmer's final gig was to be used as a prop in the Laugh in the Dark Funhouse attraction at the Pike Amusement Zone in Long Beach, California in the 60s. Is it still there? I could go there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Long Beach isn't that far. (laughs) So here's what they did to Elmer. They painted his body in a bright glow-in-the-dark paint and strung him up to hang from the ceiling as a prop as decoration for the funhouse. Oh my god, are you serious? Yes. No respect for the dead. (laughs) Here's the thing. They didn't know who he was at this point, or that he was actually human. Oh my god, they thought this was like a Halloween store prop or something? Oh my god. (laughs) Now let me tell you how they came to this realization that he was actually a person. So, in 1976, so remember, he died in 1911. In 1976, the film crew for The Six Million Dollar Man, remember that was a TV show? Yeah. They arrived to film an episode at the Funhouse, and a prop assistant was looking at all the different props and things in the Funhouse, and he was moving some things around, and he saw Elmer's body, and he thought he was a kind of like a paper mache dummy. Because he's all mummified now. And while he was Mm. handling him, he accidentally pulled too hard on his arm, and it came off. Oh, God. Upon closer observation, he realized (laughs) that there was a bone sticking out of the arm. Oh, my God. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, you're just, like, getting paid pennies over here and, like, all right, well, uh, I don't like... Here's some stupid props I'll take this thing down. The fuck is this? Uh, I know. I I would probably drop it and feel really bad afterwards and be like, oh, shit, oh, shit, ew, 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 ew. Let me tell you what happened after. It's terrible. The crew members all had a look at him, and they thought it would be funny to call an ambulance and report a severe case of dehydration. Jesus Christ. Is that funny, or is that, isn't it, like, illegal to call 911 as a prank? <laughs> well, to be fair, they did find a dead body, so it was good. True. That, That's a good point. The ambulance did come. So after they all had a good laugh, Elmer's body was examined by Dr. Clyde Snow, a forensic anthropologist. And Dr. Snow actually examined bodies of many famous and infamous persons, such as JFK, King Tutankhamun. (gasps) Hello, hello. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Nazi doctor Joseph Mengele. Oh. Yeah. I said infamous too. (laughs) And also several victims of John Wayne Gacy. Oh, shit. Talking about John Wayne. Mm. Oh, yeah. I didn't even tie two and two together. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Didn't even put two and two together. I didn't tie nothing together. Damn it. You didn't tie it. Mm -mm. 
The shoe is untied. We've tripped already. Already we'd be <laughs> tripping. So along with Dr. Joseph Choi, they noted Elmer's body and innards were all petrified. And now I don't usually like gory details, but some of these details are very interesting. Okay, so his innards were all petrified, so like his insides were just hard. Like everything was hardened. Mm from overtime. So from different times of ownership over the years, Elmer had been covered in wax, glow-in-the-dark paints. He actually still had some of his body hair, but his body itself had shrunk down, I think they said, to like five foot. Oh my god! Like, I think he was like probably around six foot or something, and he shrunk down. Crazy. Wow. But, I mean, that's what happens. Your skin's like all leathery and tightened and... Yeah, you just kind of... Yeah. Just like Tutankhamen. Just like Tutankhamen. Uh, the doctors were able to actually see the original autopsy incision areas from right after his death. And they noticed oh um, that it was an old type, like an old style of incision for the autopsy. So they kind of were like, okay, this... Well, obviously this guy's been around for a while, but they weren't really sure. But when they noted that, they're like, okay, we're starting to get an idea of how old he really is. Though with the original autopsy, like right after he died... Uh, what was his name? Doctor uh, Mortician Johnson or whatever. <laughs> JJ. JJ. <laughs> JJ had actually removed the bullet, but the gas check was still embedded in him. And if you don't know what a gas check is, I had to Google it. I asked Kyle first. He said he had no idea, but this is an old thing. So oh. a gas check is a gasket type component of firearm ammunition used to inhibit the buildup of lead in the barrel and improves accuracy. Now, this hadn't been used since... Um, think the mid 1900s so i think around 1940 they stopped using it so they were able to say okay from i think uh, the late 1800s to mid 19 like 1940 that's the time frame this was used so they were able to kind of really narrow it down when he was from like what you know era years he was from detective work that's great yeah the forensic anthropologist that has to be a fun job you have to have a strong stomach though yes <laughs> so the doctors were also able to determine elmer had suffered from tuberculosis he didn't die but he had also and i don't know if it was actually tuberculosis or um i think it's called miner's lung it might be a different form of tuberculosis or something but because he had worked mm. in mines he had gotten all that crap in his lungs and they were able to determine that which i think is crazy because he's basically petrified and dried out it's just it blows my mind that they could even tell you know what i mean right this reminds me of that otzi episode we did yes. where it was like from five thousand years ago they can tell this guy had like uh, lyme disease and heart failure yes. and stuff and it's like what <laughs> he's been in ice that's crazy sadly upon autopsy they found he still had a coin or two in his mouth as well as a ticket from former owner lewis sunny's museum of crime attraction he had a ticket in his mouth too yes <laughs> Yes. And coins. And coins. These coins, like, got shoved in his cheeks or something. He had them pocketed oh. in his cheeks like a chipmunk. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, his, his <laughs> cheeks were pretty well sunken in. But they were able to track down that Museum of Crime attraction, the owner's son, whose name was Dan, and they confirmed that that was actually Elmer McCurdy because Lewis Sonny, the owner of the attraction, knew who it was. Like, they knew who it was up until, I think, the body – 
uh, of Elmer, I think his body actually was stored in some warehouse for like a couple, like, I don't know how long, how many years. He was actually just stored in a warehouse until they brought him into use for this funhouse attraction. So they had it somewhere. They had some sort of documentation to say who it was. Yes. They just lost it and like new employees were like, I don't know who that was. That's a, that's a prop. Yes. <laughs> that's not a body. Exactly. And um, they actually did this, I forgot what it's called, superimposition, super, super imp- imposed. Yeah, they superimposed. Okay. So they had a picture of him. And they had, like, from right after he'd been killed, like, in his, like, coffin where he was being shown at the funeral home. Oh, shit. They got a picture? There was that picture. (laughs) And then they took the picture of him mummified, essentially. And they, like, overlaid them. You can, just by your naked eye, you can tell it's him. You can tell it's him. It's it's nutty. But, yeah. Just by the shape of his, like, nose and mouth and eyes, like, eye sockets. <laughs> but, yeah. Wow. He's really well preserved. And it was like, no one even really tried to preserve him. I know they put him in arsenic, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Now, look, there's a body, you know? Right. And then it just got passed around. Nobody else tried to preserve. All these other, like, Tutankhamen, mm-hmm. the Otzi mummy, they were preserved very carefully, you know, after Yes, and probably way more respectfully than poor Elmer over here. <laughs> Yes, Elmer got like glue on him and what like glitter and shit neon paint. Like is that a rave? (laughs) Right? Yeah, he's having a good time in death. (laughs) After hours club, after death. (laughs) Come on down to Elmer's. Oh my lord! Oh yeah. So actually, um, I didn't really write it down, but I did read that he, when they found him, he was actually naked. They said pieces of him had broken off, but he did still have a little penis. That would, oh, it didn't break it off. Didn't break off. <laughs> when you said pieces broke off, that was the first thing in my mind. I was like, no more penis. No, it's still there. I'm sure Elmer would be very glad to know. I think, I think like fingers had broken off. I think the tip of an ear, there were little bits Ooh. and pieces missing, but uh, but I think his penis was still intact. So, you know, if, if someone had broken that off, they would have been haunted. Oh, I'm sure Elmer would be like, Fuck you and your mom. You cannot take that away from me. <laughs> oh, man. So oh, Lord. once the story about uh, Elmer's body got out and how much it had been through for over 60 years, many funeral homes reached out to offer a free burial. They're like, look, well, this this is definitely an injustice to this person's body and memory. I mean, he wasn't a great guy in life, but, like, still have some respect. It's been enough time. Let's put him in the ground, I (laughs) guess. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the coroner's office actually waited for a bit to see if there was any, like, extended family or someone that wanted to come claim his body, but no one actually came forward. So ultimately, a representative of the Indian Territory Posse of Oklahoma Westerns asked that Elmer be buried in Oklahoma alongside other famous Western outlaws like Bill Doolin of the Wild Bunch Gang. So, he now rests in the Summit View Cemetery in, I think it's Guthrie, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, He received a funeral procession, and there were about 300 people in attendance to witness his burial, which, I'm like, dang, there's not going to be that many people for me. Even if all the near-death all fans came. (laughs) I I don't think it would be 300. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll be there. Thank you. If I'm alive. We might be buried together. I don't know. You're you're worth at least 10 people, Paige. You're wonderful like that. Lisa. Sorry. Had to to be sweet to you. Um, (laughs) Okay, but when they buried him, they actually poured two feet of concrete over his casket so no one else would attempt to retrieve his body for means of exploitation. It's so funny that the only reason he's there in this somewhat famous, like with other 
quote unquote famous mm-hmm. um, outlaws from the old west is because of what happened, like you said, what happened to him after he died. Otherwise, he would have passed and no one would have ever Mm-mm. known the name. He could be buried somewhere that's already been bulldozed over for a shopping mall or whatever, yes. but yes. He could be a poltergeist in somebody's house right now. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So thinking about this, if you ever worry about not doing enough with your life, don't. Because maybe in death, you'll receive the accolades you feel you deserve. (laughs) Right. I mean, these days you could donate your body to the body exhibit and like have your nerves playing soccer or something. I don't like that idea. (laughs) Have you seen that? Yes, I don't like that idea at all. I don't either. It freaked me out. I was like, these were all people. I'm going to barf and faint. (laughs) At the same time. (laughs) That's talent. (laughs) So what do you think of that, Paige? I know this is a little shorter episode, but uh, what do you think of that? That's awesome. That is such a good episode, Lisa. (laughs) I love it. We got to do these every once in a while, these little fun ones. And it feels so bad saying... This is a fun episode. There was still death. There were still bad things that happened. This corpse was mistreated horribly yes. by multiple people. Like at any point, like for the longest time, people knew who he was and they still mistreated yeah. his body. Yeah, they were treating it like a sideshow type thing. Yes. Like a, they thought it was a movie prop. <laughs> Maybe they thought he deserved it for being a douche in life. But like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know, man. Think of a serial killer now. Like, let's take. Bundy, for instance, like he was a horrible, terrible person who did terrible, horrible things. Would you be okay with someone like exploiting his body, like painting it in glitter and throwing it around a, a goofy side? So it's not sideshow attraction, but like a kind of right yeah you feel like like that that asshole deserved it. I maybe not the glitter part because that's weird, but I would I would pay to go see his body on display like that. Like if it was mummified for some reason and on display, I would be like, that's weird. I'm not sure I agree with it, but here's my money. I want to see it. (laughs) Well, we do pay to see uh, like the Egyptian mummies, right? And I have. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they are. Oh, my God. But that maybe it's more acceptable in my mind because I'm sitting there like, fucking melting in reverence like this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen you know <laughs> yeah and like I wouldn't touch it I would be I, I like kept my hands like this like oh god don't don't touch just look this is amazing but if I was seeing Ted Bundy's body for the same reason like paying money to go see it I'd be like eh, there he is there's that asshole you know would you put a coin in his mouth yes <laughs> if they let me yes <laughs> make a wish yeah right oh my god I'd have to find a coin, but then I could put it in his mouth. Yes, absolutely. Would you, Lisa? Would you go see it? I don't know. If Ted Bundy's body was being displayed. Number one, I am not like a Bundy fan. I don't actually enjoy, like, to me, he's just a dick. So I I don't know. I'm trying to think whose body I would like to see. And it's funny. I listened to another podcast and I, gosh, I probably should have looked at what it's called i listened to another podcast and i think it has something to do with i I don't remember anyways they were talking about this and one guy's like if you could be a forensic anthropologist who's who famous would you want to see like their dead body yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i started thinking about it i'm like i don't know i don't i i don't know lincoln maybe he had an interesting bone structure i you know yeah I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'd see Lincoln. I don't know if you could find if you could name someone famous or whatever and say, Paige, would you want to see them? I'd probably say yes. 
but not like i don't know like i said for bundy i'm not doing it because i'm like oh my god he was so hot because i know there's those bundy fans out there yeah i don't think so not at all even if he wasn't famous his face isn't cute to me i'm sorry stupid face anyways thank you for listening that was our episode if you want to see what near death dolls is up to follow us on instagram at near death dolls podcast tweet us on the twitter at near death dolls and we have a tiktok account we're definitely gonna be adding more to it but we're having lots of fun with it uh just search near death dolls podcast and you'll find it we are on tumblr at near death dolls.tumblr.com if you want to help a doll out and i know you do be sure to subscribe mm-hmm. and leave us a review. Hell yeah. And don't forget about our Patreon. If you like us, if you love us, if you want more of us, and, you know, don't put the coins in our mouth. But if you think we should get some coins and you want to support the show, you can join our near death doll fam on Patreon. We've got an exclusive show called Dolls After Dark, where we pick a topic and let loose. And if you want to hear and see all the fun extras we offer on patreon search near death dolls podcast on patreon but now my dears we must bid you farewell be good little dolls until next time bye-bye and don't drink arsenic please don't start drinking arsenic now to preserve your dead body later (laughs) wait till you're dead (laughs) wait till you're dead then you can drink as much arsenic as you want yeah absolutely i support it (laughs) don't mistreat bodies yeah don't put glitter on bodies unless they asked it in their will i mean that that could be a thing i am now adding that to my will i was just gonna say that's not that's not such a bad idea Mm -hmm. before they mulch me add a little glitter A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes. 